brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> Greetings and salutations, everyone. It's Rich Wilson. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball Live. Today is the 26th of February, about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And as always, well, not always, but most of the time, I'm here with my good friend, Tim McLeod. Tim, greetings. Well, we're always good friends, aren't we? <laughs> always good friends, not always together. <laughs> so, no, that's, that, that's true. That's true. Very true. I'm doing great today. Yeah. Uh, had a fun evening last night, and we're here to talk starting pitchers, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, all, how, was, how was your weekend, Ben? Weekend has been great. First of all, congratulations. I know you're done. All your rankings, closers are done. Starting pitching is now done. So now you can focus on drafts. Yeah, I've been doing that at the same time. I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on putting my feet up. I think for oh 24 hours, and I got a busy week this week. I'm moderating a tote draft on Tuesday. I've got to get my league up and running on uh, Monday. I got a mock on Wednesday. Why are Next, you still doing mock drafts? Uh, Scott White from CBS asked me. You know, if I do one, and Scott's been good to me over the years, so I usually do one or two for him okay. for CPS every year. So I'm going to do one this Wednesday, and next next Sunday I've got my XFL draft followed by Toad on Tuesday. So it's going to be a busy week. I think everybody who's doing an industry mock draft should turn it into a gladiator league to see how well you really did. That's my suggestion to Scott. Ah, I'll mention that to him. Yeah. And just, yeah. you know, it, 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 there's uh, what he works for CBS. So it's not like, I mean, there's zero yeah. cost. You know, you just, yeah. you just put it out there and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's, uh, it's always interesting to see come September, how we, how good we were at 
predicting things in February. Exactly. That's what we yeah. did, Tim, and I. Yeah, I, I, think I like the, it. I think the NFPC for uh, basically coming up with the format, and if we would have thought about it seven or eight years ago when all of our listeners were saying, why don't you just play it out, <laughs> then that would have yeah. been a good thing, but we didn't. Yeah, yeah I'm still getting more requests uh, each and every day. More people want to play it. They want to play another one. So, you know, hey, I've got a big gap from about uh, the end of the first week of March until the last week of March. I I might schedule one in there just for something to do. I haven't decided sounds, yet. Yeah, it sounds great. Yeah, I, I, I've got, uh, I'm off this week, and then I got mm-hmm. spring, well, I'm off. I've got, I'm doing two podcasts. I'm doing the <laughs> prospects that are going to turn into rookie of the years. So mm. almost 30 guys in the American League I'm going to go through, and a little less in the National League. Okay. Uh, it's my rookie of the year kind of analysis, Who, who's got the best shot, which is pretty easy, and maybe some dark horses. And then on Sunday, Timmy, we're off to spring training. So, yeah. uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that, that that will definitely be fun. Is Cody Senga a rookie, by the way? Cody Senga will be is a rookie and will – I'll mention him, but he will not be – he or uh, uh, Yoshida will not be brought yeah. up as potential rookie of the year candidates. It's unfair. Yeah, okay. yeah. No, I was just cool. And, uh, I was just curious as to how you were going to be handling it. Yeah, well, that's yeah, fair. I mean, look, they a lot of several Jap not a lot several Japanese players have won the award, and it hasn't been, I don't think, right because I mean they're they're established players in a professional mm-hmm. league. So uh, this is more for the kids, but I would definitely mention them. I, I did see Yoshida play today. And what were your thoughts? That guy's going to be hard to get out. <laughs> that's my thought. <laughs> I mean, he spits on pitches, Tim. That's a guy that's. Uh, I only saw two at bats, or three at okay. bats. Uh, so again, very small sample size. But he just doesn't swing at balls. That's just the mm. bottom line. So no, t- I don't have I, any idea about his secondary skills. Looks like right. his swing's pretty flat. But mm-hmm. that guy can hit. <laughs> so <laughs> and he's going to walk a lot. It's it's yeah. I mean, he's going to be an interesting guy. Yeah, in OBP leagues, I think he's definitely definitely gonna gonna carry some weight. Very interesting guy in on base percentage league, and it's it's you know it's, it's it was an interesting it was an interesting watch just to see him not going to swing at that. It was funny. It was he was uh, it was him and they were the Red Sox were playing the Rays, and I was my wife and I were watching. I said, "Watch this kid, Greg Jones, because he he graduated and went to Wilmington University, of North Carolina, Wilmington." I said, "Guy's got great tools, can't hit." And just first ball, curveball down, couldn't hit it. Second ball, the guy, the the uh, Boston Red Sox pitcher threw him exactly the same four pitches. He swung and missed <laughs> on three of the four and got out. And so then, so he was out the last batter of the inning. Then the next batter comes up for the Red Sox, and it's Yoshida. And it was same pitches, just but he would not swing at them. <laughs> you know, it was just amazing. <laughs> Uh, well, that's, that is going to be the key to his fortunes this year. And, uh, I'm glad you were impressed with that hit tool. I was speaking of fortunes, Tim, Manny Machado adds to his. Well, yeah. You know, all that talk about exercising his option, uh, and what, two weeks later he signs in what, 11 year, I don't know how many how many hundreds of millions dollar deal that that sort of worked out well for Manny, didn't it? It did indeed. And good for Manny Machado. Now there's related to that. 
I don't know if you've been following the regional sport network issue that's going on in the U.S. No, I, I haven't. What's up? So, so most of the cable providers uh, kind of have created these regional sport networks, um, and they're all over the country, and they carry basketball, uh, college football, baseball, and hockey. And okay. Several of them are going belly up. Uh, AT and T owned the Houston Astro, the Houston market, the Astros and the Rockets, the Pittsburgh Pirates, the Penguins and the Pirates, and uh, there was another one out there. And they were owned by AT and T, and they just got sold to Warner Warner Brothers. And Warner Brothers said, "We don't want it anymore." And if you've got thirty days, teams to figure out what to do with it. And no, don't sue us because we're filing not Chapter 11, which is bankruptcy, but Chapter 7, which is liquidation. We're done. So they've been put on notice, the Pirates, the Astros, and some other. It wasn't the Seattle Mariners. It was some other team. We're on notice that we're not making any money and we're done. And apparently, in further reading and talking with people, there's a lot of other regional sports networks that are really in trouble. People are not watching the game. They're cord cutting um, those games and, you know, cord cutting from the, the television and the cable. And the rights have gotten so expensive that they're just not going to do it. So I don't know, Timmy, what this all means is because the Pirates get $60 million a year from this regional sports network. And as of April 1st, it's going to be nothing. Well, that should go hand in hand with Bob Nutting's payroll policy, yeah. shouldn't it? Nothing. It, <laughs> it, it's it's this is very interesting, Tammy, because if these sports regional sports networks go up, you know, up in smoke, yeah. and then the teams have got to figure out, you know, how they're actually going to stream this stuff and make money. It's right. going to be very very interesting. Now it might finally open up my ability to watch the Baltimore Orioles, eventually that sports network goes up because <laughs> mm-hmm. then they can't say, hey, they're owned by this cooperative and so forth. Everybody, right. you need to start reading about this because this could, mm-hmm. this is business behind baseball and, and basketball and hockey and a key piece to it all. And if these networks start failing, which, you know, it sounds like they are, watch out. It could really change the financials of it all. Yeah, it's definitely something that I'm gonna I'm gonna do some digging into uh, over the next week or two because I don't understand it well enough, and I'd like to. Well, first of all, you'll never understand the regional sports network because they're they they sound a little bit like the mob, you know, in terms of how they're <laughs> set up. So I'm not sure really anybody can totally explain it how they're all put together. Uh, but essentially the team signed up with these regional sports network. They agree to carry their games and that's how they get paid. And that's it. That's, that's it. And that's the end of that. They've got to find, then they have to work with the individual cable networks actually carry them. And it, it gets a lot more complicated. It's, it's renegotiating everything all over again. So we'll see. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Very much. So then you start to see these big contracts and if, you know, if the San Diego Padres lose their regional sports network and then have to do it themselves and don't make as much money, they're in trouble. So, yeah, I like I said, I'm, I'm going to do I'm going to do some digging at uh, what did you think of the pitch clock? Your first look. Well, I saw it in the minor leagues all last year, and I was right. pretty confident 
that it was going to change the complexion of the game. Uh, and I watched a lot of games yesterday, watched a bunch of games this morning or this afternoon before we got on air. And Timmy, the games are flying. They're absolutely flying by, which I think is good. It is not relaxing at all. I mean, it's the pitch, and then the, the pitch is coming right back at it. So if you, it speeds it up, but it is gone. Or the okay, I can get up and walk around and get something to get back by the next pitch. No, it's it's they're coming at you. So, is it too quick? So they interviewed a minor league guy. I forgot who it was, and he claimed it was quicker than it was in the minor leagues. He was in AAA last year, and he said that that it was only the first game, and he think he thought things were starting up mighty quick. That was his his thought. Uh, okay. Um, you know, I I think as we saw in the minor leagues last year, players will adjust. Right. Is it too quick? That's going to be the question, Timmy. Are we going to lose the the what's the the pacing the 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 you know kind of the what is the right word the um, it's a relaxed the relaxed that's it that's the word the relaxed pacing of it too much I don't know so yeah that was that was my first first thought when I saw it was it it seemed a little forced and rushed and it's funny because I I saw the pitch clock in the Arizona Fall League. And it really didn't make a whole lot of difference, but yeah. it just just seems it just seems a little on the rush side right now. And I'd rather see an extra two three seconds added to the clock than have that rushed feeling. Hey, I know Major League Baseball wants to get all the games over in two hours and thirty minutes, but part of the charm of the game is the fact that you sort of don't know when it's going to end. You don't. You could. You could end up going to a game and witnessing a no hitter. You could go to a game and see a seventeen fourteen score, mm-hmm. and a lot of that will de- dictate how long it takes to play the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if Major League Baseball rushes it, the players will just simply find a way to slow it down. Pitchers yeah. will throw balls back to the umpire. Uh, guys on the bases, you know, they get a hit. Well, they got to take off their shin pads and grab the oven mitt, and they'll take their time. There, there, there's ways that the game can be slowed down, even within the framework of a pitch clock. And I would hate to see it getting to that. Oh, I'd well, rather the, see it you know, remember, up, right? remember, Tim, the the commissioner can do whatever he wants because the players gave that up. So if he sees that kind of monkey business going on, he'll he'll shut it down. You know, he'll, he'll, he'll put a pitch clock on getting your shin guards off at three seconds or something like that. So players may be really, really careful about playing games out there. So, yeah, no, I, I just, you know, where there's a will, right, there's a way. We'll see. Uh, yeah. I, I do think, um, as we saw in the minor leagues, it, it, it's the advantage goes to the hitter because the oh, yeah. pitcher, particularly in stressful situations, and I think it's really going to be impactful when we get to the playoffs. Uh, the pitcher's not going to have a chance to really think. It, it's going to be you got to throw, and uh, you know a lot of times those guys are running through their mind. What do they want to throw? They're going back and forth to the catcher. What do you want to? What do you? What pitch do you want me to throw? And and uh, you know one bad pitch could mean a World Series. So we'll see, Tommy. Well, I think that's really that's really it's going to come down is when the game is on the line. Yeah, I I don't think it would be a bad idea to take the clock off. For the ninth inning. 
Interesting. Well, we'll see. I doubt they'll yeah, do that, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I do think it's going to increase offense because, again, the advantage definitely goes to the hitter because well, they're up there ready to swing, and the pitcher's going to have to be the one that might, you know, they, they're releasing the ball and going, damn, I didn't want to throw that. <laughs> It'll be one of those. It's going to be one of those types of things. Yeah, there's not a lot of extra time in there to wave off pitches. Yeah. And make and make choices. So. And you remember, the minor leagues are developmental leagues. Winning is, is like number four on the list, right? I mean, if, it, that, it, yeah. if that, right? So it's, yeah. it is not about winning. So players can, you know, work on their craft. And it's, but in a major league baseball, winning is one, two, and three, right? So that's, yeah. that's the big difference. So we'll see yeah. how that all plays itself out. I also saw a lot of base running, Timmy. There, the people yeah. are running, man. I don't know if it's the shift. I don't know if it's the bigger bases. I don't know if it's the pitchers who can't throw over to first base as much. People were running, man. It's also spring training, too. Yeah, but you don't want the you don't want to have the hammy and thing. I think we're going to see a lot of stolen bases this year. We'll we'll see if it's going to be the mid tier gets more, the slow guys get a handful, or if the big guys all of a sudden start to put up sixty and seventy bases. We'll see how it all plays out. I think it's I think we're going to see more stolen bases. Yeah, I think we're going to see more stolen bases. I agree with you there. I think most of it's going to be from the mid tier, hmm. but again, uh, you know, a lot of it will depend on the specific players are you going to want your veterans stealing an extra 10 bases risking the injury etc you know is jose altuve going to steal 30 bases i don't think so no but i but they i wouldn't be surprised but corbin carroll could steal 50 that is a possibility yes the younger but, the younger aggressive players establishing themselves yeah they could steal some big numbers I yep agree. that's that was my thought and watching it going Wow, because I, I did watch the Diamondbacks game. I'm going, wow, uh, Corbin Carroll's really, uh, yeah, uh, Corbin Carroll's really fa- fast. How many stolen bases is he really going to seal this year? And I got to thinking, I don't know. Maybe I pick him up a, a few picks earlier now. So well, yeah, he, I, I saw the one he stole uh, yesterday, and yeah, uh, it, yeah, yeah, it was, he, yeah, that was, it was it was done. He was, yeah, he was he was standing up at second after his slide when the ball got there. Yeah, you know, I, that guy's super fast. That's a seventy runner. But you know, I, is Mike Trout going to steal more bases? No, he's probably going to steal one, and that's just yeah. a double steal or something like that. But yeah. I, I think the younger the uh, Acuna's might steal forty or fifty. I mean, you could see yeah. some crazy ass numbers. I, I agree mm-hmm. with you. Is Jose Altuve going to steal twenty five or thirty? I don't think so. Yeah, so. Uh, a lot, a lot. Depends on context. Absolutely. Timmy, let's take a break and we get back. Uh, what am I doing here? Let, let's, t- let's start on starting pitching. Yeah, we got a few to talk about. 200. <laughs> lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, 
Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So we always start off with the question, you've now drafted some drafts, and uh, what's your approach going to be for starting pitcher? I read your intro, uh, but before we do that, I want to draw your attention, Timmy, to to number 200 on the list. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I truly have lost track of Steven Strasburg. He is number 200. I, I know he had... Uh, thoracic outlet syndrome surgery. I mean, is, is he ever going to pitch again? I mean, like, what? What? Where is he? Uh, my my number two hundred was ninety two above the NFBC, which is probably in the right area when you take the relief pitchers out. But I don't know if he's ever going to pitch again. Right now, he's dealing with a nerve issue related to his recovery. Mm from thoracic outlet syndrome. I I really don't know if he's going to pitch again. There's no timetable for a return. Wow. That was my, by putting Steven Strasburg there, I just, hey, he's been a very, very, very good pitcher for a long time. And I just wanted to keep keep him on the list for at least. Well, I appreciate that was, because you know, I, I think it's sad. I mean, you look, I mean, that's a great pitcher. Number one yep. overall selected guy back in the day. And I don't, think he won a Cy Young and in a World Series, but this is a great pitcher, and it, it, to see him potentially never pitch again, it really bums me out. That's just not, it's, that's just awful, so. Yeah, he's, and you know, he's 34 years old. Yeah, so. He's a young man, he's a young man. Yeah, can, from a pitching standpoint, he's still relatively young, so yeah, it's just, exactly. a, I, I, I hope, I hope he moves up the list, Timmy, for good reasons, so. uh <laughs> As do I. It was sort of like an honorarium sort of pick. One of the, yeah. <laughs> well, good for yeah. you. Good for you. Yeah. All right, Timmy. So you've now drafted labor. So those who do not hear the podcast, I encourage you to go back and listen to it, Tim. Uh, we talked about Tim's labor team, which was, which was a lot of fun. Uh, and you've done the Gladiator League with me. And I think you've done another league. I think you're doing the one with – uh, the pros with the baseball 365. Yes, heard from, I heard from uh, Justin Hughes, Tim. Nice, uh, and nice. I, yeah, I haven't heard from him in a long time, and he <laughs> he was listening to the show and heard some steak and liquor bets, and wanted to know yeah. if he wanted wanted uh, me to have him keep track of him. I told him, no, we're only going to do a couple a year, but uh, yeah. I don't want him yeah. like stressing about that. So mm-hmm. but it was good to hear from him. You've done that league. Yeah. What is your thinking on starting pitching? Well, you'll be very proud of me in that uh, uh, in that league associated with the Facebook page because in round forty six I drafted Zuliuda. 
Oh, from cool. Tor- from Toronto, yeah. So he's he's also to- he's also a trivia question in your list. There's 200 pitchers, Timmy. You got two misspellings, and he was one of them. <laughs> yeah. Just two on 200. That's pretty damn good. But uh, yeah. he, had, he had a Y at the end of his first name. There's an O Y, and I forgot <laughs> okay. who the second one was. Uh, yeah, I don't okay. remember, but uh, that was pretty good. Yeah, I'm impressed. Yeah, <laughs> much one better per- than I would have anticipated. <laughs> Point five, half of one percent. So well done there. Yeah, I won't be trying to uh, spell that kid's name. That's. Uh, ambidextrous it's playing college ball i won't try to spell his name anytime soon okay very good so 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 what what is your approach going to be because you've been somewhat all over the place you've got you've drafted pitchers early you've drafted them late what what are you doing what am i doing i am i feel fairly confident in saying i will not have any of the top 10 with the exception of maybe julio Urias. i will not have any of the any of the top tier pitchers you unless they you fall. lie like a dog mcleod you have dylan cease on your labor team he fell to the fifth round oh but you got him ranked six you're talking your rankings or where he's going in the nfbc uh i'm talking based on where i think they should go i won't have these guys if they fall yeah i'm going to be looking at drafting my pitching uh fourth fifth round that's the approach I'm going to take, okay. and I'll take best. I'll take best available at that point in time, but I'm certainly not going to look at uh, taking a starting pitcher in the first three rounds. I'm going bats early. I've done two drafts. I drafted my pitcher in the fourth and fifth round of the NFBC, and I believe the fourth and fifth round on our mock draft that turned into the Gladiator League, or maybe the fifth and sixth round. So I did the same thing. You are. There's some fantastic pitching in the third, fourth, fifth round. Yeah, you know, I've Shane Bieber. I've, I've, I've you know, I've got Arias. I've got yeah. Dylan Cease, and none of them were in the first three rounds. And I for, don't know who did. Who did you manage to pick up uh, in in the glide? You ended up with two aces in the gladiator, if I'm not mistaken. I I I don't even have access. I mean, I don't I don't know I don't know Tim. You're that's, that was how many weeks ago was that? <laughs> There's more more than one and less than six, something like that. Yeah, but I mean, you got some really you know the drafts that you've done. Your you know your fifty team. You got you got some good pitching at four or five. You did really well in your NFBC drafts. So yeah, I got I, I got I got Manoa. And Kristen Javier, my my two guys, I got them on the turn in the fourth and fifth round. Yeah, great options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I I get why you would want to go early because there is a certain degree of of certainty. But I, I think this year we're looking at a situation where you can argue for any number of players to be in your top five starters. And there isn't a real clear cut number one, number two type. There's, there's no Pedro Martinez. There's no Clayton Kershaw in his prime. Uh, You know, there is, there's a lot, there's a lot of sameness. There really is in pitching this year. And it's a, and it's a good sameness, but I, I think the biggest you know, thing that separates this year from some of the years we've seen over the past couple is the fact that 
you know, as good as Alcantara or Otani is, what is the difference between Otani and Spencer Strider or Otani and Julio Urias? Can we it's do Corbin not, Burns instead of Otani? Because that's just a yeah. weird one, right? So Corbin Burns yeah. and Strider? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm not the biggest is, fan of Strider, but yeah. uh, I'll, I'll take Corbin Burns every day. But Corbin Burns and like uh, Shane Bieber, Julio Urias, uh, I'll yeah. wait. Well, yeah. And what is the difference in what you're going to get in a bat, okay, in the second round mm-hmm. versus a bat in the fifth round? I think that I think the difference is is greater on the hitting side of things. So, you know, hey, there is there is definitely an an elite tier, but the separation between the elite and anybody in the top twenty five is not as great as we've seen in the past. We don't have we don't have that big gap, and I think that. That has influenced how I'm going to approach it this year. And I'm perfectly happy with fourth, fifth, seventh, tenth, four starters in the first ten rounds. I think I can get four good ones by going three bats. In the Gladiator League, Tim, I uh, waited. I I can't – where's the draft and the results of the draft in in this fan tracks? Do you know? Uh, Yeah, on fan tracks, you go to uh, on the right-hand side where it says other – uh huh. Okay, and my other doesn't uh, light up. Prospect three sixty one. I'll just pull it up right now. Go to home. Yeah, I got home. Go to other. I, my my other doesn't have any links underneath of it. No. Nope. Uh, okay, draft results. I'll tell you what you did. Uh where did you draft, Rich? I was uh, in ten. There we go. You took wit. You took Pete Alonso. You took Lindor. You took Adolis Garcia. You didn't touch pitching until the fifth round, and you ended up with Castillo, Musgrove, and George Kirby as your first first three pitchers. Yeah, in so, five, six, and seven. So, I mean, look, I, I, what's wrong with that? <laughs> so, <laughs> absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely nothing. I I I waited till the fifth round too. And I went th- with three starters, uh, and I got Javier. Logan Gilbert and Luis Severino. Yeah. Well, so so we got the George Kirby again. The George Kirby versus. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> versus George uh, versus uh, your guy uh, uh, Gilbert. Yeah. So we'll have to see how yeah. that. So I mean that's not bad, and that's waiting on pitching. I mean I, yeah. I I don't recommend waiting till the fifth round, but it worked out okay. I mean Musgrove is going to get me one eighty strikeouts. I mean Castillo pitched really well when he went to Seattle, so. There could be some potentially some AL Cy Young upside there again, and I love George Kirby. So uh, yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So you know, it's that's how I'm going to approach it this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just uh, you know, hey, if a Dylan Cease falls to me like he did in labor, yeah, hey, I'm all over that. But that that's in the fourth round. Any idea that's how how why he third. why he fell to you? Uh, probably concern over the control issues. He still walks a few. Mm-hmm. That's all I can see. He's a top five strikeout pitcher. Yeah, sure. He's he's going to win games in Chicago. Uh, I mean, uh, the, the whip the whip's a little higher, but it's not. I mean, there was talk of Cy Young for, for most of the season. So yeah, 
and for good cause. He had yeah, an amazing sure. year. Yeah. All right, so. all right, Timmy. Let's look look at your first five. You kind of went. I mean, it's, again, the Shohei Otani thing's always weird to talk about him as a pitcher yeah. because most people will probably use him as a hitter. Mm-hmm. Um, though I, I haven't been a dynasty league, and I am considering putting him primarily as a pitcher because I'm so deep in offense there that. Good, good I, for you. Yeah, I might only lose a point or two in mm-hmm. offense, but have a chance to gain obviously big time in pitching. Anyway, Sandy Alcantara, Sandy Alcantara. Goes number one. He is going number three from the uh, NFBC standpoint. Shoei Otani goes two. Garrett Cole, three. Corbin Burns, four. Aaron Nola, five. Explain yourself with Sandy Alcantara. Well, I don't think there's a whole lot to pick and choose between Alcantara, Otani, Cole, and Burns. For me, the difference maker... uh, for Alcantara is the fact that he led the league in innings pitched by a whopping 23 and two-thirds over runner-up Aaron Nola. Through six complete games. 228 ERA. It's all there. And the edge to me was simply in the total volume of the package. This might be the kiss of death. I would have ranked Contra first as well. He is my top pitching Pitching pitcher coming into the season this year, so I totally agree with you on that. I'm not a Garrett Cole fan, Tim. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, look, the strikeouts are there. He's a good pitcher. Uh, he plays on a good team, but I think the ratios are going the wrong direction. Yeah, the the area was up a little bit last year, but again, when I look at Cole over the past five seasons, he started 33, 32, 33, 30, and 32 games. What was his ERA and WHIP last year? His ERA and WHIP last year, Garrett Cole, I believe. It was mid-threes, but I will confirm that. CRA was 350. His WHIP was 102. Okay. At 350 WHIP, excuse me, ERA, Timmy, I'm sorry. For the first one of the first three pitchers off the board, that's not good enough. Not when there's a ton of pitchers with sub three ERAs, many with sub two fifty ERAs. No, I'm, I'm, that's not good enough for me. Okay, I I think it is good enough with the overall pitching mix and the two hundred and fifty seven Ks and the one hundred two WHIP. They both count. Now again, I do. I think he's going to repeat that three fifty ERA. Uh, no. I think when you look at what he has posted uh, over the past five years, I think he'll get it back into the 330 range. Interesting. At least that's what I'm looking at. A lot of blow-ups last year, Tim. Yeah. Again, you know, that would be the only thing that I think you can question with Cole. Yeah. If he posts a 380 ERA this year, yeah, there's trouble. Give me Corbin Burns. Give me Aaron Nola. Give me obviously Sandy Alcantara over uh, over Garrett Cole. Uh, I I got those guys, and then I got Garrett Cole. You got Corbin Burns down too because I guess you move Sandy Alcantara up. No concern about Corbin. Well, Burns. yeah, or is or is there? No, I don't have any concern with Corbin Burns. Okay, I I think all you know when you look at the top four pitchers on the list, you file them however you want, and you can rationalize it. You can you know and. Uh, that's the order I prefer. If you want to go Corbin Burns at number two and bump Otani down because he's going to get a few less starts, and well, hey, I'm okay with that. 
Yeah, and again, Otani is weird because it's probably going to play in your utility slot. And then you got Aaron Nola, which I love, Timmy. He's he's always the forgotten guy, uh, mm-hmm. and he's really good. Yeah, he is. And, you know, you're, you're looking at 200 innings, low three ERA, and 200-plus strikeouts. Yeah, how do you argue with that? Yeah, so you got a guy that's a lot lower in ERA than Garrett Cole, and a few less strikeouts, but I mean he's over two hundred yeah. strikeouts, right? Yeah, you're, the, you know, you're, you're looking at a, a whip in the same range, uh, lower ERA, less strikeouts. Yeah, it's yeah. Yet his his ADP is thirty eight, and Cole's is nineteen. Well, I think part of the reason for that is we haven't really seen a major hiccup from Garrett Cole. In the past five years, a little more consistency. Nola was good. Nola, 21. 21 was yeah. not good. Yep, I agree. No, 21 was not good yep. at all. And I think that I think that's influencing the overall placement. Mm-hmm. But again, there is not that much of a spread between any of these pitchers, is there? Would you be surprised if any, you know, looking at this list uh, of the group in the top 10? I think of the top 10, actually, you could probably go down to about 15. Any of those pitchers could be the best pitcher in the league this year. Uh, they have that potential. I, I agree. Uh, if I take a look at drafts, Corbin Burns, Shoei's gone one in one league. Uh, Burns mm-hmm. has gone six in one league. Garrett Cole has gone six in one league. Uh, Spencer Strider has gone seventh in one league. Good for him. Uh, and then Sandy Alcantara, the highest he's gone is 14th in the highest. Uh, who's the other pitcher that you got there? Oh, Aaron Nola. Uh, Aaron, Aaron Nola's Nola. gone as high as 21. So you're a little bit higher on 21 than the masses. And I, I'm right there with you, Timmy. Uh, a little concerned that, you know, obviously pitching into the World Series, they're probably going to really limit his innings in spring training. But, uh, I mean, it's a mature guy, so hopefully all will be well. Yeah, like, why wouldn't teams limit any of these pitchers in spring training? Yeah, they, they are who they are, right? It's 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 not like, uh, you know, Jake DeGrom has to throw 25 innings in spring training to be ready to roll. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. It's, yeah, it's just burning burning up arm is what it is, right? Yeah, yep. Uh, number six through ten, Dylan Cease, your guy. He's been your guy for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Shane McClanahan, you like him more than the NFC. Dylan Cease, you like way more than the NFC. He's going 14th. You got him at eight. McClanahan, you got him at five. He's going – I'm sorry, you got him at seven. He's going at 12. Um, let me start all over again. You've got Dylan Cease going at six. NFC has him going at 14. There's probably a closer or two in there. Yeah. You've got Shane McClanahan at seven. He's going 12 in the NFC. And then Alec Manoa, Tim, has got him at eight. The NFC has got him at 24. Explain yourself with Alec Manoa. There's got to be at least 15 closers, okay, between Manoa and McClanahan. Does that do it? <laughs> <laughs> could be so yeah <laughs> no i i like alec manoa i like him a lot you know in why? his first full season why he threw 196 and two-thirds innings in his first full season he was a finalist for the cy young he threw a 224 era he's 
he's a little bit lower than the strikeout printing. I don't think we've seen the best from Alex Manoa, and what we've seen so far is pretty darn good. I'm I'm willing to invest higher in Alex Manoa because I th- I think there's a bit more there, and he's already a very very good pitcher, elite. He's a fun guy to own, that's for sure. So, yeah, I'm trying to bring up CBS. Yeah. My computer does weird stuff when I'm on Spreaker, Tim. I don't know. I was trying to bring up uh, the. Can you bring up CBS? As we'll take a break as you bring up CBS. Uh, okay, to what look are we at, looking for? Uh, oh wait, wait, here it is. 2020. I want to see how the pitchers ended. So as we're bringing that up, let's take a quick break and we get back. I'm going to see what Garrett Cole and Manoa and all these guys ended up last season. Ah, okay, yeah, no, I got it, Tim. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here's... More fodder for my argument that Garrett Cole is overrated. Mm-hmm. Number one overall pitcher was actually Justin Verlander, uh, followed yeah. quickly by Sandy Alcantara. And ridiculously enough, this is starting pitcher Shoei Otani, Tim. And your words is just like the greatest two-way player in the history. We never saw Babe Ruth play, but it's ridiculous what Shoei Otani can do. He was a we, third- should be, we should be so thankful for the opportunity to be witnessing this. Because was, it is a once in a in a hundred year sort of sort of situation. It was it's, it was the third best pitcher in Major League Baseball, Tim, from a fantasy standpoint. I mean, that's insane. Yeah, it is. You look at his numbers. He threw 166 innings, 219 strikeouts with a 2.33 ERA, a 101 WHIP. He allowed what 14 home runs. Yeah, he had a hundred twenty-four yeah. hits and one hundred sixty. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only thing stopping Otani would be my number one if he pitched every fifth day. Yep, agreed. Yep. You, you give him, give him another thirty-five innings. Yeah, and you're looking at two hundred fifty plus strikeouts. Yeah, you're looking at the the best pitcher in baseball. 
Uh, number four was your buddy, Alec Manoa, followed by another yeah. one of your friends, Julio Urias, Corbin Burns, Dylan Cease, you Darvish. Have you heard Garrett Cole's name come up yet? No, no, you have not. Carlos Rodon, Zach Galen, <laughs> and then finally, Garrett Cole sitting at, I can't even count that high, followed by Aaron Nola. So one's at 35, one's at 37 overall fantasy ranking. Timmy, I, you know, the data, if he pitches to another 350 ERA, I'm sorry, it's not a top three pitcher. If he does, I agree. I think he's going to lower the ERA into the three, three, 330 range is what I think. Hmm. And that should hold him there. Let's, let's. Let's, I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to be argumentative, but I'm trying to be argumentative. No, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, let's let's take a look, Timmy. Thanks for Two, the chatter. Yeah. 2021, he had a 3.23 ERA, uh, and remember, 2021 was the year that they stopped the uh, gunk, right? So yeah. So we two, were concerned about the second half there because he showed some showed some cracks and crevices initially so when here, that changes here, here's my argument when he was with pittsburgh 2016 and 17 area 388 426 mm-hmm. he goes to houston things all yep. of a sudden magically get better yeah they help with this pitch sequence and but timmy that's where you found the gunk and let's let's just be real 288 250 284 and all mm-hmm. of a sudden in 2021 second half of the season they say no more gunk, and he becomes a really good pitcher, but not the 288, 250 ERA guy that he was in in, uh, in Houston. Yeah, he bumped up to a 323. Two, and then now he's at a 350 even a full season. Yeah. I think he's going to be around 350, 360, and, I, yeah, he's going to strike out a lot of guys because he throws 100 miles an hour, but ball's, the ball is straight. So... Uh, and I don't think he's warranted of a top three guy. I've made my argument. I will leave it alone now. So. <laughs> uh, no, no, fair, fair enough. I, I think a lot. Uh, one of two things is going to happen this year. He's going to maintain his top five stat, status, or he's going to drop out of the top ten. And, and I get why he's he's going to go early in draft because you know he he's yeah. consistent. I mean, you you. He's a horse. He's a horse. That's the right way to put it. He's a horse. Yeah. And I, you know, eventually one one year he'll get hurt. Hopefully, will not be this year. But you can count on just excellent numbers from this guy. I just don't know if they're top three anymore. Uh, So anyway, we're at Dylan Cease, Timmy. Tell us. uh, Did we? We already talked about Dylan Cease uh, already. Mm -hmm. How about Shane McClanahan? You like him five slots more than NFBC. Well, I think the one thing that's probably driving him down a little bit is he had some shoulder issues towards the end of last year. Mm-hmm. He missed three weeks in in August. I'm not overly concerned. I think he's going to continue to build on that great 2021 rookie campaign. I think there's going to be a Cy Young in his future. Okay, I'm, I'm bullish on McClanahan and hoping that that shoulder does not prove to be a long-term issue. As do I. That would be very, very disappointing. A great arm. So uh, yeah. I totally agree with you. Uh, we just went through the best pitchers in baseball last season, and Justin Verlander was it. Timmy, you got him coming in at number nine, still four picks ahead of where he's going in the NFPC. Uh, yeah, I, I look at Justin Verlander, 
and I I hemmed and hawed for for a while on Verlander. If if this was ten years ago, he'd be number one, wouldn't he? Yes. Yeah. Well, he's he's forty years old. <laughs> like <laughs> at some point in time, it's going to end. Do I think it's going to be this year? No. Uh, what he did last year was nothing short of amazing. Mm-hmm. He went eighteen. He went eighteen and four with a one seventy five ERA at one hundred and eighty five Ks in the first year after returning from Tommy John. Is, does that does anybody else ring a bell as far as having a year of that caliber in their first year returning from Tommy John? I, I don't. It's, I don't remember. I can't I, think, of it. I can't think yeah. of it as well. I mean, I know Steven Strasburg was awfully good when he came back after that first year, but uh, I mean, it's it, it's it's Nelson Cruz. Right? You you keep drafting him until he doesn't do it anymore. And well, yeah, and either you believe he's going to continue to do it. Or you don't. You have him, or you don't. There's no middle ground with Justin Verlander. Yeah. Now he he did look human in the World Series, Timmy. He was just okay. Yeah. Yeah, which is why I don't have him ranked in the top five. Yeah. If he was five years, even five years younger, you could argue for him to be the number one pitcher on this list. That's the first guy that actually has a new team too. So we're gonna have to remember he's actually with the Mets, Tim. Not with the Astros anymore. Yes, the Metropolitans, yes. And then you got Julio Urias coming at number 10. Your love for Julio Urias has been uh, well chronicled. Well, I've, you know, I hey, I, I realize wins are a product of the team. But he's still pitching for, for the Dodgers. He's got 37 wins the past two years. His ERA is 296 and 216. Yeah, you know, hey, you can knock him down a little bit for his... Uh, less than stellar strikeout rate, but it's still just a pinch shy of one per inning. That two sixteen ERA last year, uh, I really believe Julio Urias is slightly undervalued. I agree, and we kind of just went through uh, looking at the best pitchers, Timmy. And I, I guess I, I mean, why is he discounted so much? Uh, I it's got to be the strikeout rates. That's all I can see. Yeah. He hasn't done anything in my mind to to be downgrade. You know what I mean? How, how do you, he showed improvement last year. <laughs> what more? What more do you want? He's one of the best uh, best pitchers in the game. One hundred seventy five innings, one hundred and sixty six strikeouts. I mean, that's yeah. close to a, a, you know yeah. a strikeout an inning. So it's yeah, it's, it's there with Alec Manoa. So. Yeah, exactly. He's no Miles Michaelis. You got Sandy Alcantara as the number one pitcher, and it was a similar ratio: two hundred twenty-eight innings, two hundred seven uh, strikeouts. So it's the same yeah. kind of strikeout per inning. I mean, Julio Urias was rested a little bit more. Um, yeah. I mean, he same number of starts, actually one less start than Sandy Alcantara. He just goes deep into into games because he didn't have to. Right, I mean they're up eight to eight to one. Why are you going to let him go out for the seventh inning? Uh, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. <laughs> so I mean, it doesn't happen from a fantasy standpoint. I, I love the pick there at Julio Urias. Everybody, listen to Tim. He's got him uh, much higher than uh, where he is going in the NFBC. Eleven through fifteen, you got uh, Tim's hate on Jacob Degrom. Tim also is not as uh, as high on Spencer Strider at twelve. 
Max Scherzer at 13, Shane Bieber at 14, and Carlos Rodon. Anything else to say about Jacob DeGrom, Tim? No, when he's healthy, he's the best pitcher in the game. The last time he was 100% healthy was 2019. Okay, you can bet on 2023, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to take that third-round pick on DeGrom. I'll take the bat. I'll let somebody else gamble on, you know, 150-plus innings. I think it's going to end up being 125, 135. Yeah, it's it's hard to argue. Very good innings. It's hard Very to good innings, you. but, yeah, it's... Let's move on to Spencer Strider. I, we've talked a lot about Spencer Strider and Jacob DeGrom. I, I look his two-pitch pitcher, remarkable season, Tim. Just remarkable yes. last year. Yep. Six foot, six foot one, two-pitch pitcher. Yeah, granted, they're probably 270 pitches. Maybe he can have an entire career like that. I, I don't know. I, I'm scared to death of Spencer Strider this early. Well, you know, hey, if he repeats what he did last year, Add in 10 starts, he's a top-five starter. I want to see it first before I pay for it. Well, you say top-five starter? Yeah. He is going number six in the NFBC. Mm. So you're uh, say, what, what Tim just said <laughs> is you're getting the best possible value taking him as a six-pitcher off the board. No, what I'm saying is that he has to repeat what he did last year before I'll pay that level of price. Right. So my, I yeah. guess my point is, yeah, sixth, mm-hmm. fifth, whatever. People are, pay, people are paying for last year with Spencer Strider. They're paying last year, extending to a full season. You're getting him at you're, – you're paying full freight for this guy. You're not getting any level of discount at all. And yeah, everything yeah. has got to go perfectly. Sure it does. Yeah, it's yeah. Everything's got to break right. Uh, as much as I would love for it to happen, I, I'm not going to bet on it. <laughs> you know, am I going to take Julio Arias, who we've seen what three years now of solid outcomes? Am I going to bump him down to take Spencer Strider, two pitch, short guy Spencer Strider? Yeah, very good year. You know, you start weighing risk reward. Where's the risk? Where's the reward? You've even got Max Scherzer one after Spencer Strider. I mean, like that, that's, that was tough. Yeah, Max, Scher, it's Max Scherzer. I mean, again, he's an yeah. older guy, but pay, mm-hmm. plays for a great team, as does Spencer Strider. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's. I don't know, Tim. I, I don't. I don't yeah. understand how he can go. Let's see, Spencer Strider's going six, and Max Scherzer's going fifteenth. I, I, I can't square that. Mm. Yeah, I. I won't have Spencer Strider rostered on any of my teams this year. Yeah, yeah. None. Zippo. Yeah. And you know what? I, I don't – hey, I, I would love to see Spencer Strider do what he did last year, repeat it and toss in those 10 starts, but I'm not going to bet on it. Yeah. Not when I have options where I don't have to take that level of risk. I guess right. that's maybe 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 my, my approach. You know, hey – if things break absolutely perfect for Strider, how much of an edge are you getting over Julio Urias or Max Scherzer? Well, that that was my point. I said yeah, said yeah, it poorly. You're mm. you're having to take him as a six pitcher off the board. Yeah. Um, I mean, th- he maybe goes fifth next year. I mean, and he mm. and he blows it all out, but it's not going to go much higher than that. 
No, <laughs> he's not. And right now, we don't know. So avoid Spencer Strider in the second yeah. round and take Julio Urias in the third or fourth round. Makes sense to me. Yeah. Or 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 Shane Bieber in the fourth or Max Scherzer in the fourth yeah. or Christian Javier in the fifth. So you want to go young, take Javier. So when Tim says you can wait on pitching, this is what he means. You can wait on pitching. If you have to have Sandy Alcantara on your team because you think he's the best, he's a generational pitcher, by all means, grab him at the top of the second round, back of the first round. But Have at her. I mean, mean, that's that's a personal call. But if (laughs) if you are debating Spencer Strider and you're looking at two-thirds of a season in the major leagues Mm -hmm. with a guy who's short with two pitches – that, my friends, everybody listening, those are warning signs. If you love Spencer Strider and you're a diehard Atlanta Braves fan, have at her. But if you're playing the risk-reward game, there's a bunch of other pitchers that you should be taking ahead of him. Do you want Spencer Strider or do you want Francisco Lindor? Oh, I want, I want Francisco Lindor. There's, there's yeah. not even a question for me. So No, and... That's what you're looking at. Those are your options. And I believe, what did I tell you? Spencer Strider went seventh and one. Yeah, he went as a, that must have been a mistake. He went as the seventh (laughs) pick, not the seventh pitcher, the seventh (laughs) overall pick. We have a diehard Braves fan, okay? And and you get, you get that. Sleeps Braves, (laughs) okay? Yeah, that means he's the number one pitcher. You're this guy, whoever. He's uh, your ace. He's your. Somebody who who took him as a seventh overall pitcher probably thinks they're the best pitcher in baseball, which he could be, Tim. But there's a there's you know the on paper it doesn't look like that. So well, and again, it's all about how much risk do you want to assume? And that's way too much. That's way too much for my liking. And way it's the same much. thing as it's the same yeah. argument with Jacob Degrom in the other way. I mean, this is a guy who's proven to be the best pitcher in baseball, but I mean, he came back at the end of the last year. Looked okay. Looked really good when he first came back, and then you right. know, started to have some issues. And then off season, don't hear anything. He shows up to throw, and he, he's he's hurt. He's got pain in his side, and yeah, yeah. it's yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're going to refer him to the Mets medical staff for a diagnosis and they'll move on, right? Yeah, I mean, which is an insert joke. I mean, that's the kind of stuff. So, I mean, look, pitchers, pitch, all pitchers get hurt. We know that. But sometimes right. taking yes. boring Aaron Nola, you know, even taking yeah, boring yeah. Garrett Cole. I mean, those those could, those yeah. are better picks than some of these other yeah. than Spencer Strider and Jacob DeGrom if you're if you're worried about risk reward. Well, yeah, you know, with Garrett Cole, the history says he's he's pitched thirty plus games past five years. Yep. Where did where did where do the odds of him pitching? You know, he could pitch less. There are no guarantees, but if you're looking at risk reward, uh, the risk is pretty low there, isn't it? Yep. Totally agree. So I, I, Tim and I, I think are in lockstep here. Watch Spencer Strider will, will pitch to a one twenty ERA this year <laughs> yeah. and strike out yeah. three hundred guys, but. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, At I, which point in time, I will I will not be too proud to say I was wrong. Yeah, me, <laughs> I will. Me, me neither, Tim. Uh, yeah, Shane Bieber, I love Shane Bieber this year. I loved yeah. him last year, Timmy. He was just okay. I mean, the stuff backed up a little bit. It's still a guy that, if when all was said and done, he had a pretty good season. Well, you know what? If you're playing in a quality start league, I was doing some digging while I was putting my notes together. He started 31 games last year. 25 of them were quality starts. Yeah. 
The only thing that he doesn't do is hit 100 miles an hour on the gun. And he doesn't have to. Everything else, yeah, he's an ace. Who does he pitch for, Tim? Uh, the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, that, that's all people need to know. So, <laughs> <laughs> And then you've got a guy yeah. that you don't like, Tim. You didn't like the Yankees signing this guy, and that is Carlos Rodon. Well, I, again, the, the health concerns are starting to fade a bit, but they're still in the back of my mind. You know, the past two years, we've seen 31 and 24 starts from 31 last year. It's all about the health. Mm-hmm. And I think with Radon, there is, in the back of my noggin, there's there's still some concerns. I You know, hey, if he goes through this year and posts another 30-start season, yeah, I'll, I'll walk away from that. But there's still some lingering thoughts in the back of my mind. I want to see that third season. When we, we're going to take another break, Tim, we get back. We want you to define noggin. Okay. Maybe people who are not so homespun as you, Timmy, what is a noggin? Uh, a noggin <laughs> is my brain after I have spent two weeks looking at trying to sort out starting pitching. How's that? That sounds, that's, that's appropriate, Tim. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, you know, the cranial, the cranial area of one's head. Yes. 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 So there you go. That is the definition of noggin. Sometimes to me, I get questions as to what did he say? <laughs> and it's not related to Naugahyde, by the way. That is true. Timmy 16 through 20, Max Freed, Brandon Woodruff, Tim's got some explaining to do there. Javier, Christian Javier, which we know Tim loves. Luis Castillo, Zach Galen, and oh, that is uh, that is sixteen through twenty. What 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 happened to Brandon Woodruff, Tim? Nothing. Yeah, yeah. He's he, going he, nine, and you got him at seventeen. Okay, seventeen. There's four relievers off the board. There's a bit of a difference there. Okay, fair. Uh, yeah, it's not it's not a huge difference. You want to move him up. Feel free. I I, th- I think there's a lot of a lot of sameness in this group. You know, when you pick and choose between two, three guys, you know, the one concern I do have with Woodruff is workload. Mm-hmm. Okay, you look historically, 2019, 22 starts, 13 starts in 2020, well, his short season, 30 starts. He pitched 179 innings in 2021. That's his high mark. 153 in 2022. Yeah, will he get to 200 strikeouts? Quite possibly not. I again, I, I think he's a fine choice. The whip was up to 107. Okay, the ERA is was 305. I think he's a good pitcher. If you want to move him up, I don't have any problems with that. I just don't. When I look at when I look at Max Fried and Rodon and Bieber, I I just think of better pitchers, marginally better. Okay. Uh, you love Christian Javier. I've drafted him my NFBC team, so I'm hoping you're right. Uh, I mean, he's pretty much going as the uh, high-end number two pitcher this year. Tim, if you recall, the start of last season, was he in the starting rotation? As a matter of fact, he was behind Luis Garcia on the charts in Houston, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, he was not. Uh, he was not starting, Tim. And you can make mm-hmm. the argument he's the he's the number one starter on the on the Astros. 
Yeah, the, the Astros, they had a plan for Christian Javier, and they followed it to a T. Yeah. And they had a plan for Hunter Brown, and guess what? I think they're going to follow that plan to a T. It could be that and Hunter Brown. And it's worked. It, it's it could worked be fun. that Hunter Brown is your sixth, seventh starter, and by the end of the season is your number two starter. I wouldn't be at all shocked. How many starts, you know, when do we see Lance McCullers? When we see Lance McCullers, how long does he pitch before we don't see Lance McCullers? Uh, I, I'm willing to, I'm willing to wager that Hunter Brown tosses more innings this year than Lance McCullers. Oh, I'm not even taking that wager. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Uh, if I, I don't have, I, I can't go to Fangrass otherwise. <laughs> Bad stuff happens. But if we looked at it, had his innings pitched, I mean, if you can call that up, Lance McCullers, I can't remember the last time he pitched even over 100 innings or, you know, 120 or something. This is a guy that just cannot stay healthy. T-ball. Yeah, I mean, he's got a great arm. I've always mm. thought he oh. should be a reliever, but yeah. and, and maybe what this is all pointing to is, is he just can't handle the workload. But it's just a shame. That, yeah, yeah, you go back to 2015 in his debut, 125 innings, 81 innings, 118, 128 uh, last year, 162 and a third. Or sorry, 2021, 162 and a third. Last year, 47 and two thirds. So his his contract year, which seems to happen a lot, Tim. Mm-hmm. That's when he pitches. The, that's when the guys go out a little banged up, a little hurt, and they keep pushing it to get those big innings. Many times, you pay for it the next couple of years, and maybe that's what we're seeing with Lance McCullers. He he broke. He's broken the 130 inning mark once in his career. That was in 2021. That is correct. Yeah, he's a great pitcher. The stuff is absolutely. He's got that that curved slider. He throws. It's virtually an unhittable pitch. Uh, but what does it do to his arm in the process? I guess is the question. And if you look at the number of innings he's pitched, I think we have our answer, right? Uh, I got a uh, back in the day, Tim. I got a, mm-hmm. a tweet back from Lance McCullers. Really? A, a nasty once. A nasty. Oh, a nasty. Oh, he didn't like you. So I was scouting a game, and I tweeted out Lance Culler ends up the ends up the game pitching with a ninety four mile an hour fastball uh, with good tail on it. I love the fastball slider. Said something like that. Right. He, okay. Any response was thanks for the call out. The fastball was ninety five. <laughs> I'm thinking Dick. Yeah, that would have been my first thought too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, okay. I, yes, I, you're I, you're a bullpen arm lance, and you know it exactly. I didn't want to uh, write my gun my gun runs slow, but because it would have been cheap bastard. Why don't you buy a better gun? Yeah, buy some <laughs> but, batteries, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. But uh, that was my Lance McCuller uh, run in. So it was better than uh, it was better than I can't remember. Cody the one Decker. Guy. Oh, Decker. Yeah, Cody yeah, Decker. Yeah, Decker, yeah. yeah. When I you're not him, on his. Go ahead. Either are you? <laughs> no, I'm not on his Christmas card list. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, I just said you're not on his. No, no. So let me tell you about that story. So uh, this was back in the early days of Prospect 361. And I I wrote about Cody Decker with the Padres. He was a first baseman. And I'm telling you, I'm a body guy, right? So I wrote that little pudgy. And uh, and this was back when people would comment on 
on the page and tell us, you know, this was really before Twitter became a, an avenue for having people to interact with. So I just wrote, he was a little pudgy and somebody told Cody Decker. So he actually went on to the site and left a message that I am in fact, not pudgy. Uh, <laughs> and I will, I will send you new pictures of me to, or, you know, with my shirt lifted up to yeah. prove to you that I'm not. So, and oh. which was funny. And then, and then CBS and ESPN and everybody picked it up. Uh, and boy, that was the biggest day that I, my site ever had. <laughs> I mean, well, there was more traffic on my site than that. And it just, and then I started getting texts. And I started getting tweets from everybody. People wanting to interview me about the interchange that we had. I didn't know what was going on, Timmy. And uh, so then I, so I went and looked at it and then I called up Marcus Potter. And I said, dude, I don't know what to do. What do I say here? And he goes, you just simply tell the truth, tell what you think of the player and just, yeah. and try to don't get into a battle with them. Cause Marcus right. was, uh, uh, Marcus Potter was better at dealing like in the public eye from this kind of stuff than I was. I wasn't sure what to say. So that's yeah. what I basically said. I told him I wished him all the best and so forth and so on. And uh, as we know, that, that Cody Decker eventually, I don't think he ever played in Japan, but he never had a career. Um, no. But uh, never that, worked out for the game. It no. never worked out for him. But the f- two years after that, I was out somewhere on the Pacific Coast League, and I went to I forgot yeah so whatever team a AAA affiliate and. The Padres. So I actually went to their PR people and I said, Hey, I'd like to talk to Cody Decker. And I told him about this story. They had the person I talked to had a memory of what happened. They reached out to Cody Decker and I said, you know, I'd, I'd love to come and, and meet with him. And so, so I met with him and I, you know, I extended, we shook hands and he said, yeah, I remember that. He said, th- he actually said, thanks for being a good sport about it. I was just messing with you. And I said, no, it was all good. And then he said, he said, can I sign something for you? I said, no, that's not necessary. And he goes, boy, you really are a dick. <laughs> and that was the last thing he ever said to me. <laughs> Like, what do, what do oh, I want, man, a baseball oh, card of him? I mean, what do I want? You know, like, oh, I don't need that. Yeah. I mean, if you were, I don't know, you Darvish, yeah, maybe. But I mean, that's just like, I don't want that. So oh, it was it was very funny. That's my uh, story time with Rich, Tim. Mm. <laughs> so, and a gem it was. Yeah, so I basically, yeah, so I had, uh, that was being called a dick by, by a professional baseball player. It's, I don't think that's good. <laughs> so, well, maybe boosted your site volume, right? That's some advertisers. That's yeah, true. You that's true. Got to look at the positive side, right? In hindsight, Timmy, I probably should have said, "Yeah, what do you got? I said, Sign a towel or something like that." But I, yeah. you know, I was a jerk back then, right? Because I didn't really care, you know, because yeah. I was working and you know I was busy doing other stuff, and I, you know, like right. I, I truly didn't want anything. But I wasn't thinking of his feelings, Timmy, as my yeah. wife would tell me now. Like I'm more <laughs> aware of things, so. So. Yes, being aware can be a good thing. Yes, That's I right. Agree. Sometimes you just suck it up and you yeah, do stuff. Yeah. But I was like, nah, I'm I'm good. <laughs> so. Well, you could have got something for for Jack, right? And the story lived on for another That's generation. True. Yeah, hand him, yeah, hand him something. This is from Cody Decker. It's like who? <laughs> Like, he thinks like, your grandfather's father's yeah, a dick. <laughs> anyway, I will say uh, the interaction with uh, with Cody Decker was great, and I've yeah. seen a lot of. He's apparently a really fun guy, 
and yeah. I think he's got a career after baseball. So I, I all positive interaction. So it's all yeah. good. And yeah. uh, so if this ever gets back to him, I don't want any more shit thrown at me. But that's, <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> we ended, well, I think, oh, OK, after him calling me a dick. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Timmy, let's take another oh. break. I got to I got to pull myself together after that. And uh... <laughs> yeah, I can understand why. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> brought it up McLeod. <laughs> <My fault. laughs> yeah. uh, I, I could tell people about all the mothers that I've had to deal with over the oh. years. It's not good. Not no, good I, at all. The so. biggest fear I ever faced in my life was outside a stadium in Arizona when I had some, some lady in her early 40s look over at me and say, hey, you're Tim McLeod, right? And instantly fear went through it you know I, and again she listened to the podcast because her son was a ball player with the giants and my first thought was oh no what did i say and actually i said nothing but good things so again i i was thanked for that and oh, life good, was good, good being but, a canadian yeah oh but i tell you the fear that went through me old heart at that moment she said, you're tim mcleod i thought oh jeez. So yeah, I, I, I remember once, I, I don't want to bring up the player's name, but uh, I was, it was probably another body comment that I made. So I was at a, a minor league baseball game and I used to tweet out that I was at minor league baseball games and people would actually come and watch games with me. I just don't do it anymore because I need to actually work. So I was there and somebody came up to me and he go, are you Rich Wilson? And I said, yeah. And he said, hey, I'm a big fan or whatever. I don't know, fan. That's probably too strong a word. You know what I mean? So we chatted yeah. for a few minutes and, you know, he took a picture with me and it was it was it was fine. Uh, and then he leaves and then I get a tap on my shoulder and it's, you know, a 47 year old woman with a scowl on her face. She goes, I I overheard the conversation. You're Rich Wilson. I said, yes. She goes, the baseball writer and scout. I said, yes, you're right. And then she just laid into me, Timmy. You criticize my son. And on and on she went. I'm like, oh, dear God. And the scout who was sitting next to me was laughing, Timmy. You could see tears coming down his. He was so happy that I was getting dressed down because it was it was like I there was nothing I could say except. I'm. I, I understand. I'm. I'm very sorry. I. I. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, and, <laughs> she literally got up and went and changed seats. I mean, she couldn't even sit there. It was really bad. So she was very upset. So yes, yes. Getting involved in a discussion with any players' parents generally does not lead to no. Uh 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 uh. Stay no, away from that. Oh, especially the mama. Away. You do not mess with oh, the yeah. mama bear. Do not, She's right. been going to her son's games since he was five years old. Yeah. His son is a superstar. You are not going to win any 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 discussions. None in that but direction. That's what's tough about this job. I mean, you you don't think yeah. that that people read it or listen yeah. to it, and then you find out that they do. And if you, even if you're like, you know, what was, what's like, 
like players are so gushed over their entire lives. Sometimes if you're critical about a player, I mean, they just, they think they're combative to me. They just like, I can't believe you're saying this. You don't know what you're talking about. And it's like, yeah, I probably don't, but that's what I think, you know, this is it's what I see. It's, it gets personal at their end and it's not on yours. Right. And, and the, and the scouts don't have this because their intermediaries take care of all that. That's the, you know, the, the management of the clubs and they're the ones that yeah, the, scouts don't make public statements. No, or uh-uh. comments. no, no, that's no, that doesn't happen. No. Or, or if they, you know, the, the player will be told, well, you need to work on your fastball command or something like that. that's what I'm hearing from my people. He's not going to say, Joe said this, you know, <laughs> so he was saying yeah. that this particular yeah. game and then you know who it is that, that all those guys are there in the shadows. They don't, they're protected. They're protected. I'm yeah. sitting out in the middle because I publish all this stuff. So yeah, uh, you got a bullseye on your forehead. Bullseye, right? you know. Unfortunately, <laughs> not that many people. But people like Keith Law and those guys that were, yeah, they he has ten, twenty x number of readers. I, I mean, he just gets killed. I mean, it's like he's really, really, and he's pretty critical, right? So he's very honest about what he writes, and people don't Good appreciate right. that. Right. People that are close to the players don't appreciate that. So. Timmy, where are we? We've completely gone off the rails here. We have totally. I think we made it up to uh, Christian Javier. Yeah, Christian Javier, somewhere in there, yeah. So, uh, Luis Castillo and Zach Galen, I mean, anything to say about those two? Well, you know, I I think being in Seattle is definitely going to help Luis Castillo's win totals as compared to Cincinnati. That's fair. he's, he's, He's a fine pitcher. I. As as a number two type starter, no problems at all. Zach Zach Galen, uh, what impressed me the most, uh, and it you know, he saw his innings increase by sixty two last year, and the results uh, the results you know reflected that. Uh, nice to see him getting those totals up there and it, it plays a, a huge bearing in the fact that I that I have uh, that I have moved up into the 20th uh, 20th off the board how much of a uplift does he get now being on a better Diamondbacks team uh he should he should get some I I think he I think the overall uh, he'll be noticed more you know, yeah. uh, looking looking at it on a national level because the team's better, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know, people are going to be watching Corbin Carroll. They're going to be looking for Lawler. You know, Jake McCarthy, big year. And Zach Galen is the ace of the staff. As the team improves, I, marginally the recognition for Zach Galen will increase as well. It has to, right? 21 is Zach Wheeler, 22 Joey Musgrove, Kevin Gaussman, uh, Hugh Darvish, Tristan McKenzie is 21 through 25. It gets, again, we've got numbers that say where Tim is ranked and where the NFBC is NFBC has ranked them, but they include relief pitchers. So I'm right. assuming the Zach Wheeler minus two is really more like probably minus seven or eight. So you're a little down on Zach Wheeler. Yeah, he missed a month with forearm soreness. He's getting up there a little bit. Are we going to see the same level of work out of Wheeler moving forward? I don't think so. I've Interesting. Moved, I've moved him down a little bit because I think the workload is going to drop. Okay. Yeah. Gaussman is the same position. He's minus two as well, so that means you're probably eight to nine off on, on Gaussman as well. Well, 
hey, they're redoing the park in Toronto. Power Alley's 357. Hmm. I, I, I think his numbers will come up a little bit this year because of the park modifications. Okay, but wait a minute. I don't mean to, I don't be a jerk here. Alec mm-hmm. Manoa, you're really bullish on, so it's not going to affect Alec Manoa, but it is going to affect Kevin Gaussman. Uh, it's not going to affect Shane Bieber, but it will Zach Plesek. Okay. Oh, but so yeah. wait, wait a minute. So Shane Bieber to is one. to okay. I'll I'll grant you Shane Bieber to Alec. And I'll give you that. But yes. Zach Plesek is to Kevin Gausman. Come on. <laughs> I'm just having some fun with you. Uh, I, I, I caught Tim in a logic problem. He's not going. Uh-oh. A rather big one. Yes. <laughs> it don't matter how much I try and rationalize that one. It ain't working, is yeah, it? No. I, I think the bottom line is we don't know. Uh, no. And, and no, that's, we, I mean, we didn't know. We had theories about what was going to happen in Baltimore, and it turned out it was a big benefit for, you know, right-handed pitchers. So, Yeah. yeah when, when I look at Kevin Ghostman, if you want to move him up to Luis Castillo, I don't have any problems with that. I think there's a lot of sameness in, the, in this group. Mm-hmm. From from about 15, now I'll go from about, uh, from about 19 through to, say, about 35. This is the group I really like, by the way. Uh, yeah, I, it's I, a fun group. I think getting a couple of these guys, you can live just fine if you maybe could sneak in a Javier. But, yeah, if you can get a Wheeler Musgrove, Gossman Musgrove, Gossman Darvish, that's pretty good. Logan Webb, Severino. Logan Webb, yeah. Yeah, you got Gilbert and Kirby sitting there, Clayton Kershaw. Hey, you, you want to gamble. Hunter Green's right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very- the, there's a, a myriad of options between about 1920 and 35, and they're all good pitchers, really good pitchers. I'm not doubting what you wrote about you, Darvish, but mm-hmm. Darvish coming off his best season since 2013, that was a yeah. wow for me. I, I'm like, wow. I mean, that, first of all, that's 10 years ago, Tim. That is 10 years ago. But you check out the numbers and – yeah, he had himself an amazing season last year. And he was rewarded handsomely for it. Uh, Tristan McKenzie, do you believe that we will start to see a major uptick in McKenzie on this list next season, or is this about as high as you think he's going to go? Uh, I think he could move into the top 20. But... Anything over and above that, I, I think he's going to be a top between 20 and 30 I, for an extended period of time. I think he does what he does very, very well. That curveball, it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's flat out gorgeous. It really is. I love that curveball. But does he have enough to take that next step and move into the elite group? I'm not sure, Rich. I if he got bigger, Timmy, I'd feel a little bit better. Uh, added some velocity to the fastball. Yeah, yeah. Well, if he gets on... bigger, he's going to add velocity to the fastball. I mean, it's. Oh, just, yeah. I mean, it's just. Uh, I, he just doesn't look like he's going to get any bigger, Tim. No, and you know what? As a top twenty-five pitcher in Major League Baseball, yeah, that's pretty darn good. Pretty darn good. <laughs> yeah. uh, we number yeah. twenty-six is Logan Webb. Twenty-seven, Luis Severino. Twenty-eight, Framber Valdez. Twenty. Uh, nine George Kirby and after George Kirby is Logan Gilbert 
<laughs> Close, but no cigar. No, I'm sorry. That, I'm sorry. That was my ranking. Tim has Logan Gilbert first, followed by George Kirby. So, first of all, one, you, spot, one you, spot ahead, and there's a you reason rat for bastard. That. You did that on purpose. I know you're you damn did. right. I did. <laughs> you made sure you didn't put anybody in between those two because you wanted no, to. No, 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 no. Stick it to Rachel. I little. Exactly. And I knew when I saw that, I just shook my head. Anyway, uh, there's no uh, point talking about those two. You know, the, the guy uh, in here that you're pretty bullish on is Logan Webb. He got him 18 slots higher. Let's call it probably eight slight slots higher than where he's going in the NFC. Yeah, I like Logan Webb a, a lot. You know, he's only allowed 29 home runs in his first 434 innings in the bigs. That's a great stat. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah he keeps keeps the ball in the park. And we saw a considerable increase in the workload last year. He's still relatively young. He had, a, a, I will call it a, a breakthrough or breakout season last year. I think there's a little bit more there. I, I like Logan Webb. Right now... You can be looking at Logan Webb as your number three starter. I think that's an awful good number three. I think you really bring up a great point because he is going as the 44th pitcher off the board. It's called 34. So that is squarely a number three starter. Mm -hmm. Again, going back to your original point, Timmy, you can wait on starting pitching. And again, the Mm -hmm. San Francisco Giants aren't a good team, so the wins might be down a little bit. But otherwise, that's a solid guy. Well, yeah, you know, if you end up with uh, a Logan Webb, George Kirby, and Bieber, that's a, you can get three good starting pitchers, and we're into the eighth round now in the NFBC, right? Yeah. 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 And you have it's, to remember, guys that usually draft the Garrett Coles, Corbin Burns, Aaron Nola's, uh-huh. or uh, uh, Sandy Alcantara's of the world, they're probably yeah. going to now pick, pick up a bunch of hitters in between. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they're going to – you're not going to have a team that's got Sandy Alcantara, Shane McClanahan, and Justin Verlander. You're not going to see that. So just remember that's how they're drafting. So sometimes taking hitters and then filling up on number two starters can actually be the better strategy. Mm. Yeah, if you take a, a a top three, top four pitcher, you're probably going to back off. You might You might double down. But by doubling down, you're really taking a huge risk on your offense. So, you know, if you're looking at one of those elite starters, then you're probably looking coming back in round five and seven. Right. So you're going to have a one, you're going to have a one, two, and a three, as opposed to I'm going to have three twos. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Framber Valdez, Timmy, he doesn't get a ton of love, and that guy just continues to get better. Yeah, it's um, my. I think my notes sum it up very eloquently. Sinker, curveball, cutter, wash, rinse, rinse, and repeat because it is necessary and very highly effective. Yeah, he just keeps he keeps throwing the off speed stuff out there and getting people out consistently. You're also pretty bullish on Luis Severino. You've talked about that at length yeah. uh, in other podcasts. I mean, there is health concerns. I mean, health risk, obviously, because he has not been able to stay healthy the last couple of years. Well, the Tommy John uh, definitely derailed the plans. But last year, he missed a couple months. It was a lat strain. It had nothing to do with the arm. When he pitched, he pitched really good. I wouldn't be at all shocked next year at this time if he's a top 20 starter. Yeah, I saw him in double A this year, Timmy, and mm-hmm. it was 
it was fantastic. I mean, you're that close to him, and it's just right. <laughs> Nobody could hit him. It was impressive. No. Yeah, I was. Yeah, and you know, I'd be I'd be a lot more concerned if there were arm problems that contributed to his injury last year, and it wasn't. So I, I'm very bullish on Severino. And you got him that. in your uh, your labor, right? Uh, I think you did. I've got him in my XFL. I don't know about labor. I'll pull up what, my team. Why, why don't you look at that? We're going to take our final break, and uh, we're going to pause for a quick break and come back with a second podcast, everybody. Timmy, I, all I wanted to do was starting pitching today, and then I got off on stories, scouting stories. So I apologize to you and the listeners, uh, but uh, it was fun. No need to. No need to. It was <laughs> worth the price of admission. <laughs> and no, I, I didn't. Uh, I've got uh, I've got Severino in the XFL, and I think I might have him in that Guardian League. Uh, I've got I've got C. Sirius. Uh, Cody mean, Senga and Gilbert in of, labor. Of course, you have them. You have them, uh, Cody Senga. You mean the Gladiator? Yeah, that one too. <laughs> that one too. Yeah, the Guardian. At least you're not saying the Indians League. Tim. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got through that a few weeks ago. I, I've, I've, I've moved on to the right name for Cleveland, not just the right, not the right name for our fantasy league. Oh, uh, very, very good. So, tell uh, me that that is a wrap. Uh, yeah, it's for for today's show, everybody. We will be back. Uh, this, will pro- this is coming out today, Sunday, and then I'll probably do the second version on probably Wednesday. Uh, and then okay. uh, and then we'll be back recording on Saturday, which will be doing the closers, which are already out there. People can go out and look. So got lots of wrap- draft wrapping up at the moment. And then we're going to talk clo- uh, sleepers all in the month of March. All going to be focused on sleepers. So. Ooh, that sounds like fun. I always enjoy those discussions. All right, Timmy, be well, and I will talk to you soon. Be safe, be well, and we'll be back shortly.